Welcome to the Green Zone Podcast, the show that teaches oil and gas executives how to take command of their finances and live in the green. Your host, Jeff Green, from Green Financial Group, will be your financial guide, all while giving you a tour of the most beloved and best-kept secret spots around Houston, Texas. Now, on to the show. Oh, dear. You've been thinking. You've been staring at the ceiling. You know where the cobwebs are. You've even named the spider. And the blades on the ceiling fan, ugh, they need dusting. But Jeff and Lauren know what you've really been worried about, and they tackle those financial and retirement issues right now. Jeff, Lauren? Well, you know, I, it's it's been raining so much here in Houston. I think my biggest, I'm, I'm worried about is when's it going to rain again? <laughs> I'm worried about the yesterday almost it was flooding in the streets. The front yard's a swamp. The, rain yeah. is, the rain's out of control here. The rain's been bad. But this is an important topic. And, uh, you know, retirees have many, many concerns. I mean, these are, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, I don't know, five or six leads here today, but this is not by any means a complete list. And this is a lot of what we're hearing today uh, about some of the concerns out there. And uh, I thought we'd just go over just a couple of them. What do you think, Lauren? I love it. Okay. What do you, what do you think the biggest one is right now? I mean, right now, inflation, right? Gotta be. Everybody's right? talking yeah. about it. Yeah. So interesting. Fun fact, uh, Social me. Security and increased COLA, right? Their cost of living adjustment by about... It's been anticipated. So they released, It's anticipated. Yeah, they yes, I'm those, sorry. You're correct. You're, they'll be releasing those numbers very soon. Thank so. you for clarifying that for me. We don't want anybody coming, but don't get <laughs> uh, yes, fact checked. That's right. So, but the number, what is it 8.4? I think it's anticipated to be around 9.6 9. for, 6 for 2023. For 23. So huge, huge increase. I mean, what are they normally? It, I mean, it varies. I think it was around like five. The, it was around five-ish last year. Last year, but, year, but previous years have been the one, two percent oh, yeah. range, right? So so we've had this inflation come about, right? And so last year we saw all over five percent. Now we're anticipating over a nine percent cost of living adjustment in social security. Now, you know, if Social Security is adjusting up by nine plus percent, there's a problem with inflation, right? There just is. And, you know, there's there's some things I don't think anybody really thinks about this, but there's other tax items that are also adjusted adjusted for inflation. So um, standard deduction, income ceilings for Roth IRA, HSA contributions, uh, 401k contributions, and also tax brackets. So, you know, we feel the pressure of inflation, but there are things that are adjusting around us to compensate for that somewhat. Right. And so you know, I'm a, just a little bit on inflation real quick. It, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I don't know that it's peaked. I think we're we're not going to have hyperinflation. I've been saying this since word go, and um, I'm not sure anybody's listening to me, but we're, but it, it, it may feel like hyperinflation. It's not. You want to see what hyperinflation looks like? Go to Argentina. Well, you know, you'll see what hyperinflation looks like. It's not this, not to say that our inflation is not bad. It is, but the Fed has changed the way their monetary policies and what used to work back in the day to control inflation does not work today. Interest rates used to help control inflation. For some reason, you know, our, our, our inflation problem is not about interest rates. It's about the monetary supply. And we flooded our economy with trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars directly into the consumer's hands. And we've increased the money supply. It's a, I mean, this the classic definition of inflation, too many dollars chasing too few goods that causes inflation. So the only way 
that the inflation problem gets solved in this country, and I don't want to get into a big debate about this because it's not what this, this podcast is about, is by reducing the monetary supply, the re- reducing the amount of dollars that are out there. That's it. Interest rates won't solve the problem. Um, they will send our economy eventually into a recession, which will then help control inflation a little bit, but that's a different story. Um, what you're, my, my droning you're, on. Yeah, you're getting you got doom and gloom, <laughs> doom and gloom over here. I was going to start talking about how, you know, inflation is an issue, but when you're doing financial planning, which I love to talk about, you know, we do factor in inflation in your financial plan. So if you Correct. need a hundred per hundred thousand dollars to your live on this year, we grow that number every year by an inflation percentage. So, you know, in reality, next year, you're probably not going to pull out 102,000 and after that 104, but we put that in there and, you know, we will probably adjust our inflation calculations a little bit in plans moving forward just to compensate for where things are right now. Then as it comes down in the future, we can, you know, reevaluate, but so I was going to talk about that, but that's you, probably you better. Keep, you no. keep going. <laughs> no, I think I'll stop with it. We could do a podcast on inflation. We actually. really could. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, yes. So how, the, I guess really the question that we're trying to answer here on the uh, what we're trying to get to is how do you how do you respond to these with, with that fear of retirement? So without debating inflation, uh, and it's going to be here for a while. So how do we how do how do you as a retiree figure out how to deal with that? Well, when you're doing your planning make sure you're using a proper inflation adjusted number to exactly. make sure that you're right. Okay. So good. Great. Thanks for getting me off of that. Topic. You're welcome. <laughs> so the next one, which kind of feeds off of this one is longevity risk, right? Right. Am I going to outlive my money? That's, that's really, that's usually the number one question that people have. Um, I don't want to outlive my money and not, and I have an interesting t- statistic for you on that. Okay. So the employee benefit research Institute says that only 42% of workers 55 and older have confidence that they will have enough money to live comfortably in retirement. Well, I remember I had, a, we had a client that used to talk to us. She was worried about um, having to live off cat food the rest of her life. Remember that? <laughs> Gross. Yeah. So we got her off of that fear. Uh, but longevity is an issue. We're living longer these days, right? Yeah. That's it's a good a great, thing. I mean, it's a great thing, but it isn't, it is a concern <laughs> when you're planning for the rest of your life. Yeah, it is. So again, you know, what we do, though, uh, and the, what I guess what the, the way you want to adjust or uh, look at your planning, right? Because this is the only way that we can have any sort of reasonableness that we're not going to outlive our money is to make sure you're doing the proper calculations using the proper inflation adjusted numbers and the life the life expectancy, the life expectancy tables. You know, we you know, that's a that's a reasonable thing to go by. It's really all we have to go by. Your genes that that matters. We always ask people. Yeah, I mean, we ask all the time. Right. Does longevity run in your family? Right. So you know, we have we have had cases where there's a client that says, you know, my mom lived to 104, my dad lived to 107. Right. Okay, great. You know what? We're going to give you a little bit more than the average, like 93. I throw right. in some people. I'm going to give you a little bit longer because it is a real possibility that you're going to live that long. But then we have other clients that come in that say, you know, I'm not making it past 80. My parents died early. I'm dying early. You know, we ask, are you in good health now? Well, yeah, I'm in great health now, but I'm not living. I don't need to plan past 80. And we always, we always do. We always do. (laughs) I mean, and that's how you combat this risk and this fear of outliving your money. And you know what, if you die at 80 and you've got money left over, maybe it's can go to a charity, the kids, your spouse, but we're never going to plan 
you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Some people want to make, you know, the check to the undertaker bounce, right? But we, if we could plan that, we would, but we can't. And so we want to make sure you don't outlive any advisors to make sure you don't want to out, outlive your money, which means just using the proper numbers. If you, you know, if you, you if, if, it, if it has you expiring on an age that you think you'll live past, say something, uh, they'll adjust that at that age for you. So health and long-term care risk, that's always a big one too, right? That is a big one. And it's something that you know, you need to talk about. And another thing, if there are certain ailments that might run in your family, you know, my mom was in assisted care for 10 years with dementia, or my dad did, you know, battled this for a while. That's something to really keep in the back of your mind and make sure you're having the conversation. There are long-term care plans out there that are great, that can be beneficial, or, you know, you might have the asset value that kind of self-insures you in that's that area. But the important part is to have that conversation. Yeah. The, the long-term care isn't the black hole, uh, you know, where people put money and you never see it again. It's not, it's not that way anymore. So if you're, if you're concerned about long-term care and it being now, now it's not a great deal. It's a good deal if you need to use it. Right. And hopefully we never have to use it, but there are plans out there where uh, that allow for, you know, potentially getting your money back, your heirs getting your, the, the money back anyway, at a very small interest, you know, growing at a very small interest rate. But again, it's not the black hole where, um, you know, money just go and it disappears and unless you use it, it's just, it's gone to waste. So know that you can talk about that with your, with your financial advisor as well. They'll have some options for you. Yeah. And healthcare in general in retirement there, I think there's a study by Fidelity that estimated about 15% of your average retirement um, income is going to go to healthcare expenses. So that yeah. includes Medicare and out-of-pocket expenses. So, you know, plan on that when you're thinking in the future, oh, I need a hundred thousand dollars to live on because I have a mortgage, I have a car, I want to travel. It's important to make sure that healthcare is factored in that because that is a, a substantial expense in retirement. Yeah. Which brings us, you know, to stock market risk and, and home price market risk. But so the home, let's talk about the home for just a minute. I always consider the home a non-performing asset. So, if you're in your if you're in your home that you're 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 the home that you're retiring in, right? And that's the home that you intend to stay. Although, I can't tell you how many re- retirees we've had. <laughs> oh, Jeff, I think we're gonna buy another house. I said, okay, you know, we'll, let's go plan for it, and let's you know, then send them to Lauren. Lauren plans for it. So, um, but there's nothing that you can do about the market value of your house or the the value of the stock market. For that matter, so if the house is not a as a non the, the stock market versus the mortgage market, right? So your house non performing asset, it's not producing cash flow for you. So where that where the value of that house goes, if you're in your retirement home, while it's uncomfortable that the value goes down, it doesn't have as huge of, of an effect on you. You're covering your mortgage, you've got that factored into the plan, you're moving along. Maybe the value goes down. At the end of the day, if you're in the home you plan to, you know, spend the rest of your life, that becomes your heir's problem, not yours. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So, so the, how the, the stock market varies, that's not, almost the exact opposite of that, because that is producing your cash flow, right? And it is um, uh, making, you know, that's, that's what's, you know, Laying the golden eggs. That's the goose. That's your portfolio is the goose that's laying the golden egg is dependent upon the, the market. So what do you do to combat that? What do you do? You know, we can't control the value of the stock market either. I know what we do is we have different buckets 
that we use, right? So we have a, our growth, what we call our growth bucket, which is kind of, you know, in the market, there's some tactical stuff going on there, some cool stuff in our growth portfolio. We haven't talked very, about. very cool stuff. <laughs> um, and then there's our income bucket, which is really pretty boring, uh, but it's meant to be. And their income bucket for, for our clients, we use an income bucket with five years worth of income. So if you need $100,000 a year in income, then you're going to have $500,000 in our income bucket. Why? Well, if you look at any five-year rolling average on the stock market, you have about 95 plus percent chance of positive returns, number one. Number two, look at the most recent market crisis. When was that? 2008? You guessed it, Laura. Yeah, 2008. <laughs> uh, no, you were just in high school then, but that's okay. <laughs> so 2008, you know, it took five years to recover from that. So the five-year income bucket is not an arbitrary number. I think the real peace of mind also that comes from the income bucket, you know, last year during COVID, or two, when was that? Two years ago, whenever the market went down for COVID, it was scary. It was terrible. It was, you know, traumatizing. What's going to happen? The world is falling apart. You know, we're going to run out of money. But if you stop and think, do we think in five years, we will be back in a better place? Right. In five years, do you think everything that's gone to hell in a handbasket will have turned around. You're probably going to say yes, right? Yeah. Everything, you know, five years is a long time for things to work themselves out. So our clients have the peace of mind of knowing that for the next five years, I have money right here that's going to be, you know, available if I need it. Yeah, I think that's a much better way to explain it than what I just went through. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think I, I fell asleep for a second. You're really on a roll today, but I mean, do you want this to be a nighttime podcast that people listen to before bed? I'm not sure. Oh, Lauren's funny today. So uh, let's move forward on to our next concern. <laughs> Should I even talk about this? It's tax policy. Now I can really put you to sleep now. Good, good <laughs> so, you know, tax policy risk is a concern in retirement, right? You've worked hard. You've got your money. You've got your nest egg. This is what we have to live off of for the rest of our lives. Now tax taxes could change. We always say that tax laws are written in pencil. So, yeah. you know, it's all all up in the air. Subject to change. What do you do about it? Well, so what I know what we do about it. I don't know what everybody else does about it. I know what you should do about it. Let me put it this way. And that's that's plan, you know, each year, right, is a tax resource. And for example, today we are at historically low tax rates. That's just a fact. None of us really thought we'd be here, right? It, it, we, we all thought taxes were going up um, and they have not gone up. And so we find ourselves in a in a pretty reasonable tax environment today, right? Subject to change, of course. So you plan for that. You you make the plans that you can for that. Am I going to do a Roth conversion this year? Well, let's look at how the tax. Let's what wage? What's your income? You know, what's your what's your you know your IRA look like? What's your Roth look like? You know, the, all kinds of factors that go into it. Tax laws being one of them. So more favorable typically to do a Roth conversion during a low tax environment. And the important thing with that is, you know, as you're planning, let's say you want to do some Roth conversions, but you have 10 years before you turn 72 and are required to take out a certain amount each year from the IRA. Instead of kicking the can down the road, you know, possibly consider it in a year where we are certain, we are certain what the tax rates are right now, but we are not right. certain what they are next year, the year after, the year right. after that. They could go down. That would be wonderful. Maybe that opens up more opportunities for different strategies, but right. you have to act in what you know now while also adhering to your plan. You know, you don't want to say tax tax laws are low. Let's do 
all kinds of crazy Roth conversions and blow up your plan because that's unnecessary for your certain situation. You know, you want to make sure that you've got a plan, but you know, tax laws are changing and <laughs> yeah. you've got to act with what you know. Right. And so uh, again, this is so important. And again, you know, Lauren would stress this and that's, it's so important to revisit your plan every year. And, you know, because changes come about, life changes come about, tax law changes come about, you know, market changes come about. So everything, you know, it changes. So very, very important to use that year as a resource, this tax year as a resource and, and to adjust that plan accordingly every year. Yeah. And, you know, just one quick example, the secure act that passed a few years ago was an example of the government kind of changing the rules on IRA owners, you know, kind of at the last minute. Right. And so now that changed potentially huge tax burdens on heirs that was not anticipated, was not part of the plan. Right. And, you know, it happened. It is what it is. And, you know, we move forward and adjust, but things can change and your plan is only good, as good as it is that moment. And then it's already out of date. So you got to keep updating, keep looking and, right. you know, make sure that's the importance of working with someone to keep you on track. Yeah. So that this last one here, policy risk, really, I don't even know why we have this on here. Because it's the same thing as this tax code, really. If you ask me, we, we can't control what policies are coming out of Washington. We can go vote, right? And, you know, your, your vote counts. By the end of the day, you know, the, the bureaucrats in D.C. are going to, you know, they're going to come up out with the policies. And we, all, we can't predict what those policies are going to be. We can't, you know, we can't predict a recession. We can have a certain reasonable um, assumption that, a recession is coming, which is part of what we believe. We believe a recession is coming. You know, we don't believe we're in one currently, by the way. We can go over all that uh, at another. I can go. I can go down another podcast. Yeah, let's it. not. Let's okay. not go so, down another rabbit hole. <laughs> we think one is coming in the next twelve to eighteen months. I think that's almost an inevitability. So the again, it comes around. How do you plan for that, right? And so I know how. You know, I don't know what others do, but I know. Well, I do know what others do, but I know how we do it, and. And that's our income bucket and our growth bucket, which again protects us from not only falling markets, but it protects us from bad policy coming out of Washington, D.C. And just so you know, everything that we're going to talk about in this podcast today is really just our opinion. I mean, this isn't, you know, um, factory, you know, it's, a guarantee of anything. It's no. just our opinion. And I think the, you know, important takeaway from this is the importance of planning. There are risks, there are fears, like they are going to come up as you retire and right. the, the risks and fears are all around us. The best thing you can do is have a plan, have a strategy, you know, really a, a strategy that you believe in, a plan that you believe in that's constantly updated. Right. And, you know, we, and we just believe the way we do it, you know, is a good way to help plan against some of the risks that are out there. One thing that is for certain is that people can reach you. And how can they do that? Well, there you go. We can do this one. So our website is www.greenfinancialgrp.com, or you can give us a call, 713-244-3030. Find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, all those things under Green Financial Group. And another thing that all the listeners can control is making sure they don't miss any episode of The Green Zone. All you have to do is follow the podcast and, of course, share with others. Thank you for listening to the Green Zone podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Green Financial Group. 
The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Green Financial Group is not a registered broker or dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Jeff Green is the founder of Green Financial Group and is a registered principal of RJFS. The Green Financial Group is located at 6363 Woodway Drive, Suite 625, Houston, Texas, 77057, and can be reached at 713-244-3030. Raymond James is not affiliated with and does not endorse the opinions or services of his guests. Services of his guests.